Good morning and welcome to Recipe for Success. My name is Nancy Giacalone and um, my guest today is Joanne um, Giardini Russell. Did I say that right? You did. Okay, well, with the last name like Giacalone. With Giacalone, you gotta be you gotta be somewhat close. <laughs> like um, whatever. Yeah. For anyone new tuning in, um, the purpose of this podcast is I really like to combine my love of cooking and baking and with all things business, personal, insurance related, because the one thing that I've discovered is that, that everything has in common is there's always one key ingredient or technique that is critical to the outcome of whatever it is that you're trying to do. So hence recipe for success. So again, without further ado, I'd love to introduce Joanne Giardini-Russell. She is with Giardini Medicare Solutions. Nope. Joanne? Medicare. Yep. Medicare. Sorry. I, I, I just decided to. No yeah. solutions. We don't have solutions. Okay. <laughs> so go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about who you are, what you do. Oh, uh, thank you. Um, Joanne, I'm here in Michigan. We have an agency in Michigan. So um, I started in Medicare about seven years ago and uh, we have a family agency, which is really fun. And I got three adult kids that are agents. And um, what we do is we just help people with Medicare. And when I say that, it's kind of a dumb way to say it because they think we work for the government when we help them with Medicare. So we don't do that. We do a lot of coaching through those things. But Ultimately, we're an agency like yours, and we uh, sell insurance products to people that need the Medicare piece, whether it's a Medigap plan and a Part D or a Medicare Advantage plan. We give them those things and then just set them up as they retire or they transition to the, the system. So we really focus on the transition to the Medicare system and honestly, just avoid people screwing up, just avoid mistakes. You know, let's just do it right in the beginning. Yeah, it's so easy to do something wrong with yes. Medicare. And we can't seems, fix it. Yeah. It seems like it shouldn't be. It is. It is right. very easy. So um, how did you decide to focus solely on the Medicare space and more specifically, start your own agency doing that? Yeah, so I landed 22 years old. I was medical malpractice. So I've been in insurances all my life, but I never dealt with Medicare ever, ever. And so long, long story, and I won't get into that, but my 28-year-old, he, 28-year-old, he went ahead of me into Medicare. And he sort of drug me in with, hey, did you know how crazy this stuff is? And I had no idea. And we're one of those just kind of naturally inquisitive, curious families. So we devoured everything with Medicare. I'm like, you've got to be kidding. And then, you know, it was a lot of self-teaching. It was a lot of internet. You know, back then it was, you know, who had a YouTube channel, uh, Boomer Benefits, Chris Westfall. We knew some players that we just learned everything. Fun. It was just, it was amazing. And then um, after that, in the land of Medicare, setting up my contracts, how I got to an agency of my own was not intentionally. It was just that I got burned. <laughs> I just, you know, you got stiffed here and then you didn't know this about a contract. It's like, you've got to be kidding. So finally, after a few years of that, it was just like, we're done. We're going to just set up what we think should be delivered to the Medicare beneficiary and do it the way we think it should be done. So it's great because now it's, if we think something should be done as a template to send an email, blast an email out, it's done in 20 minutes, right? Right because we can do that. So we don't have anything over us, which is phenomenal. So best thing I ever did, which I did it 10 years earlier. But, That's awesome. Okay. Yep. That's awesome. Well, um, as you know, I have my own agency as well, which is primarily focused on employee benefits. However, mm -hmm. um, I was just looking at my P&L the other day and I'm like, man, Medicare is making up a bigger and bigger portion of it. We originally started out doing it as accommodation for um, our group clients or individuals that were aging into Medicare. 
And now, as you well know, it's such a word of, now, of mouth that if people trust you, they tell all of their friends. And so right. Um, it is a bigger chunk of our business than I ever anticipated that it yep, would be. Very smart, adding it on and doing it the right way. Very smart. Yeah. So, okay, so we're going to jump right into the Medicare stuff. Mm -hmm. We are coming up to our favorite time of year, the annual election period or the AEP. Right. Um, so can you explain to everybody exactly what that is and why it's important? Yeah, and we just did a podcast on this the other day. So we released it and it's uh, 30 minutes about AP and why it's important, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, what you can do, what you can't do. So those uh, words are really big words. It's um, It runs every year for Medicare people from October 15th until December 7th. Um, it's the chance that you have every year to look at your drug plans to make sure that they're going to be accurate and good for you for January. Same thing with Medicare Advantage plans. If you have a Medicare Advantage plan now, make sure it's going to be a good fit for you in January. If it's not, you're stuck if you didn't make any changes in January. Don't be caught in January, February going to build, you know, pick something up or finding out your doctor left the plan, things like that. You have your chance. Your carriers are telling you right now what's going to change with your plan. It's also the time of year in the window where we can take people that maybe don't like Medicare Advantage and they've realized that it's not a good fit for them. And we can see if they can pass medical underwriting to go get a Medigap contract, which can offer more coverage for certain people. So if they get approved, they start that January 1st with a drug plan. So there's a lot of processes, things like that. There's a lot of commotion, all the garbage you see on TV with Joe Namath and, you know, promising the moon and the stars and everything's free and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm sure, Nancy, you get the same thing in your office, but we had someone yesterday calling. She's turning 65 next July. And she's calling right now, having to get yep. on the calendar to talk about Medicare. It's like, you, you're not in the system. You don't you just go away till next year because you, you can't do anything. This yep. doesn't affect you. But every 65 plus person this time of year, they just that that stuff starts growing. Right. The stress of, oh, my gosh, should I be doing something? So, yes, there's some things you should be doing, but there's also a lot of things you shouldn't be doing, like listening to your friends and doing the wrong thing and just. It, it's just, you know, how it's exhausting <laughs> trying yeah. to get that word out to just kind of relax. You're going to be okay. I, I had a, a client call me yesterday and uh, a Medicare client. And she's like, oh, well, my neighbor has this, I will omit the carrier name, right. Um, right. plan and everything's free. Yes. And I said, well, actually everything's not free, right. but you might have a zero premium or zero co-pays. It's a big difference. That's the one word that I try never to use. But she said it's free, Nancy. It's, it's free. free. She's yeah. not paying anything. Yeah, it's free. <laughs> right. um, okay, well, so it, we're in annual election period. So let's say I have a Medicare supplement or a Medigap policy. Do I have to do anything? No, don't do anything. It's just like those things are like auto insurance. You're just, if you're proactively wanting to change that, go ahead and change it when you want to or need to. Right. We try and stick with big carriers that we don't have to change. It's not our gig to be just flipping to new carriers because you have medical underwriting. If you want to move, you're going to be medically underwritten. The chances are the next time you move. So our goal is to like set it and forget it with that and just, just check back in with the drugs every year. That's it. So no, Medigap. And if you want to move, we really suggest don't, don't do that till February 1st or something because the carriers are so busy right now. Right. You know, ID cards that used to be five days, you know, a month ago are now taking 10 days. So don't get caught in all that kind of garbage. So yeah. No, I, I agree with that. So I have a, um, and again, I, I warned you, I might go off script because of course I think this is interesting. So how would, how would you say that your book of business is split between Medigap and Medicare Advantage? Great question. Uh, we're high Medigap, 90% Medigap. 
only 10% MAPD. Mainly, I think most of it's because we work with a lot of financial planners in the, uh, all over the place and we work with credit unions and things like that. So we're, we're not in certain spaces because you know with Medicare um, and those that don't know, it can be very segmented. You can have a dual market, which is Medicare slash Medicaid. If they qualify for both programs, right, they right. Product, we don't do much of that at all. Uh, we don't either. We yeah. have one person that can handle it a little bit only in the state of Michigan. We don't go out yeah. of our sphere. So we really just stay in what we're comfortable doing and what we're good at. I don't want to go veer off of that because again, Medicare can be really specialized and people don't understand that. They just think Medicare is just, eh, it's just Medicare. Just go yeah. find a health insurance agent that can do it and it's fine and it's not. Yeah. And Medicare and Medicare supplement is often much better for um, snowbirds or people that travel yeah. because it eliminates the whole network issue. So yep. Um, yep. yeah, that makes yep. perfect sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, we covered a little bit of it, but just in case we missed anything, again, there's tons of noise this time of year. You see it all over the TV. I mean, people get so much stuff in the mail. Um, what do people need to watch out for? What do they need to be aware of or um, wary of during AEP? Because again, call centers, call centers, call centers. Call centers. So I was listening to a Sylvia Gordon clip yesterday that came out in uh, our space of just um, some summer, there's some lawsuits going on, you know, and the call centers um, are, are just kind of bad, you know, in terms of, and they're not all bad. It's just that uh, we see a lot of bad results, you know, Hey, my mom got this phone call from this call center in, in, you know, blah, blah, blah city. And, you know, she didn't even know she signed up for something. Now she's got $10,000 of bills. Luckily she didn't cancel her Medigap contract, but you know, there's so many messy things there. And I, you know, how do you get over that? Mom's 80. She doesn't remember even signing up for something. So it's just the, the, the unfortunately the sales tactics of some of the things out there with Medicare are, are really bad. Um, uh so they, you know, trying to avoid that is very difficult. I, I hate to say don't answer your phone sometimes, but it's just don't answer your phone. Even our clients, we tell them, you know, now that you have a part a part D plan, you're, you're, you know, any carrier can call you that you have that with, and they're going to tell you about all this great stuff. Call us first. Yeah. You know. Well, um, so the, the comment below, this is that's actually my mother. Um, <laughs> she says, call your agent and throw that junk away. Yeah. We tell people that all the time. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting because most um, people don't know this other than those of us that actually sell Medicare is the amount of training that we have to go through every single year, not only with Medicare in general, but with each specific carrier. Yep. And with that training, there's a whole ethics um, piece of it. And there's a part that tells us what we are allowed to do and not allowed to do with marketing. Right. And it feels to me like that's a giant waste of time because mm -hmm. I feel like the carriers themselves violate right. those rules. Right. Um, it's, cr it's crazy to me the things I see. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're not supposed to be doing that. Exactly. Exactly. And then we're cautious on every little word. It's yeah. like, you no, know, it's just frustrating. Yeah. Very frustrating. And then the client that gets swindled and all that. And I'm not saying all call centers are bad. Right. You know, um, you could have five people in, in a call center these days. Right. You can have five great agents on the phones, but, and it's not even the phone sale. A lot of people think that you can't trust people over the phone. Well, you can. We, we're hundred percent over the phone. hundred yeah. percent. I don't leave. Nobody leaves their, their little box, but we, we do a good job over the phone. So it's just trying to find somebody to trust, but don't listen to your friends. You know, that's, that's just a huge thing. Don't listen to your friends and neighbors. Cause I got the same call yesterday. You know, she's got this drug plan. How about for me? Your meds are totally different and you go to different yeah. pharmacies. So no, yeah. you know, I, I don't know yet, but it's, um, it, it's just a funny business and you know how it's just, you know, chirped it among is. others and, and referral. Like you said, it's, it's a good and bad part of that too. Cause it's bad yeah. information being passed around 
but then there's really great referrals and in, in people that really need your help. So it's kind of cool. Okay. So let's talk about the person who's going to turn 65. We all know them. Like you say, they, they yeah. love to call a little too early, but they're going to turn 65. Right. When should they start thinking about it and actually reaching out to get more information and what are their first steps? You know, we've kind of backed up to like, unfortunately, because of some of the call center activities and things that are, the people are you're going out even a year in advance. We don't go that far. I hate to say it, but you know, we do maybe seven months, maybe to be a month ahead of some other people that start the postcards and the mailers and all that garbage. But I just think 64 and a half, you know, as dumb as it sounds, schedule it like your teeth cleaning. Everyone goes every six months for their teeth. Like, okay, then put on your cat. You're turning 65. So guess what? Um, talk to somebody that knows what they're talking about with Medicare. And then the biggest part of that is just to understand if you should even go to Medicare. So many exactly. people, you know, it's like, well, I'm still working and everyone says I have to do it. We get those all the time. So I did the webinar last night. I did. Um, most of the questions were about that. Well, I'm sick, turning 65. I'm on my husband's insurance, big employer and blah, 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 blah. Do I have to do it? Um, they're told that they have to, and then they get panicked into doing it. So I would rather tell them, no, you don't need it. Come back in two or three years when you retire. See you then. And they're just yeah. blown away that, you know, what do you mean? I don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. You're good. So yeah. just don't, that's, that's how you avoid making a mistake. But there's a lot of agents out there that nobody would feel comfortable maybe calling, right? So how many sales calls and garbage and so where do you start? You're afraid to call an agent, right? Yeah. And I don't blame them because I'd be in the okay. same way if I didn't know people. So. so, okay. So you brought up a really important topic and that's where I wanted to go next. So currently over 20% of people over age 65 are still actively working. Yeah. So not only them, but then of course we have to factor in their spouses. Right. Not everybody is in the same position with having insurance through their employer. So let's talk about that for a minute. Right. So somebody has insurance through your employer. Mm -hmm. What do they need to think about when it comes to whether they should take Medicare or not? Well, we start with the basics of you're still working. Okay, where's the insurance? Well, it's mine. Okay, is it a large employer or a small employer? Is it over 20 or under 20? In the eyes of Medicare, it's a different situation. Okay, well, it's over 20. I work at Ford Motor Company. Okay, so what's going on? You're still actively, are you going to retire? No. Okay, who else is on the plan? Well, my spouse, right. and she's 63. All right, obviously, you're going to hang in for that insurance or you've got a kid who's 24, things like that. Um, but the HSA contribution is a big thing too. Are you doing an HSA? Well, yes, I am. And you like it and you want to keep doing it and you're going to work for three more years. Don't do anything with Medicare. You're not getting social security, right? Nope. Okay. So that, that's kind of a fast rundown of our, our initial stuff. You check off just those boxes and then you're good. Call us when you need us in a couple of years, we'll put you in our system and we'll flag you with your birthday and you'll, you know, every year you get a happy birthday email, but then when you need us, you know where to find us. That's, that's as simple as it is. Well, with regards to that HSA, at least, um, and I'm assuming this is nationally, I don't do Medicare in other states, but um, for anybody that is receiving or making HSA contributions, mm -hmm. most of the time they actually have to call Social Security and, and make sure they're unenrolled from Part A, because that tends to happen automatically. Well, the only time they're automatically enrolled in Part A is when they're taking Social Security. Um, we've or age seen, 65. We have still seen at age 65, we've seen it happen automatically at age 65. Where people not taking Social Security get enrolled somehow? How do they get enrolled? Unless they were contacted or contacted the administration. I, I'm not sure, but I have wow. seen it. Um, so okay. I've actually had to have people call up and make sure they're unenrolled from Part A. Um, so we don't do that. Yeah, we so. just say, you, you, there's unless you contact, you could have like a protective filing. 
maybe from eight months ago where you did something, maybe that's, I really don't know, stupid. could be, but okay. I've actually seen that a few times. And, and because of the HSA rules, um, that's something that we always it's smart to check. Mention. Yeah. Cause a lot of people don't understand that HSA stuff at all. Okay. So what about the um, person who works for a small employer? Maybe they only have 10 employees. What do they need to think about? Well, they have to go get Medicare. So Medicare becomes your primary insurance if it's under 20 workspace. Now, what we know, and you could probably tell me here, is that once in a great, 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 great while, the employer plan will say that they agree to be primary. And I don't know if that's true or not. Um, I, I think when that happens is when they're in a trust plan, because then it's considered large employer, but they don't have the option under 20 unless it's a self-funded plan of some sort. Okay. So we just tell them, it's like, you got to get A and B and then talk to the group folks. And if they tell you that that plan and then do it in writing, if they agree to be primary, if Blue Cross says they will be, then get it in writing because I don't trust any of that stuff. Right. Um, if not, you go get your A and your B. And then it comes down to, just like you said, with the um, spouse. So let's say, unfortunately, you're 65 and your spouse is 63 and you have to stay on that group insurance because of your spouse. It's kind of a bummer because I would probably prefer you come out and get a Medigap contract because it's better and it's cheaper. Right. So, but sometimes they're stuck with, you know, stuck. I don't want to say stuck, but they're there for their spouse and kids or whatever. So, but they do the option. A lot of people don't understand that. So yes, you have to get A and B, but you can keep your employer insurance and it just Correct. depends on the situation. Maybe they're hundred percent funded by the employer or maybe they pay $500 a month. Well, if you pay 500 a month, let's talk about different coverages. So they have the option there, a little bit of uh, latitude there. So, yeah. And the other thing is that, uh, Groups that have less than 20 or fewer employees, they can actually have their contract written so that if you turn 65, you're no longer eligible for the group. Plan. Right, right. That is actually an option. So um, right. it's really important. Okay, so this is actually a great question because we've talk, been talking about it. Um, so my mom asked, what exactly is Medigap? So Joanne? Really good question. So Medigap, I explain it as it's just a, it's a supplement to original Medicare. So when somebody has original Medicare, they have part A and they have part B. And that's going to cover 80% of their health care. So they're on the hook for 20%. So instead of having that, you go and you buy this thing called Medigap, and it covers the gaps between 80 and 100%. But the funny thing with Medigap and a, a supplement, whatever one you want to call it, they're the same thing, is it's just you're paying the bills with this product. So you're not you know, if you, you choose Anthem or you choose United Healthcare, it doesn't matter because they're not going to be part of your healthcare decisions. They're not controlling anything. You literally are paying this thing for $100, $150 a month to pay your bills. So that's it. So just think of this thing as, and it doesn't matter which one you buy. You can go any carrier you want. They all do the same thing. There's, they're federally standardized, but you're just buying it to pay your bills. And that's compared to the Medicare Advantage system, which is totally different. That's a whole managed care system. You are not enrolled in A and B any longer. You, you're in, enrolled with a carrier that's now going to take over the services of A and your B, and you're going to have co-pays and networks and restrictions potentially and things like that. Very, very different contracts. So yes, as a Medigap is. So I always explain it to people that, Medica that Medigap or Medicare supplement wraps around original Medicare right. and, Medi and Medicare Advantage takes over for Medicare. Right. Exactly. Company. Replaces or follows, you know, right. the training in the caboose. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. So we talked about HSAs. Okay. Well, let's talk about Medicare itself for a minute. So again, we like to throw the alphabet soup at Medicare, which makes it super confusing yep. because we have parts and plans and other things. So let's talk about original Medicare first and explain exactly what we're looking at there. Original Medicare is A and B and they're part A, part B. 
And I don't know if about you, but it drives me crazy when it says plan, plan A, plan B, part yes, C. Yes, that know, makes me crazy. No, <laughs> they're, they're, they're just different plans and parts. But A and B is the government. So that's what you're paying the government for. If you are enrolled in part B, you're paying a premium to the government for part B coverage. It's going to cover all your physician services, your CAT scans, x-rays, all that kind of stuff. Part A is hospital coverage. So it's two parts. Um, part A is typically free for people and part B has a price tag. If your friends are insisting that they don't pay for Part B, they may not be unless if they have Medicaid. Maybe Medicaid from the state is paying for their Part B. Okay, so that's the only time you're not going to pay. So if you're, again, thinking you're not going to pay, you're going to pay. So A and B are your base starting point for Medicare. Then you either A, have to go get that supplement to wrap around, or you replace all of that. You're still going to pay your premium to the government, or you go to Medicare Advantage. So it's just, it's, and I sometimes just explain it. It's just insurance, you yeah. know? A and B is just insurance with the government. And that's what kind of freaks people out too, because it's the government involvement. But it's just like going to Anthem and paying for your insurance. It's just with the government. So when we hear Part C and Part D, what are they talking about then? So Part C is what some people call Medicare Advantage. And we don't like to call it that um, just because it's extra confusing for the people. And then Part D is pretty easy because it's drugs. D isn't drugs. You know, it's kind of simple, I think. But you pair that Part D plan, you add to the medic gap um, kind of process. And then Part C which is the uh, Medicare Advantage, most of the time will wrap up a drug plan in into that program too. Okay, but then we hear about plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah. Oh. What is that? Well, and that's the Medigap plans. And so really of relevance today, I mean, plan F is still definitely out there for people, but plan G as in girl and N as in Nancy, those are our big two Medigap plans these days. Um, I wouldn't get so concerned with part, you know, plan A and plan D and plan, you know, L, K, all these different plans, but um, try and tunnel, <laughs> tunnel vision, some of this stuff and ignore and um, just, just look at plan G and plan. If you want the most comprehensive plan today that you're turning 65, that's Medigap plan yeah. G and girl, that's it. Yeah. I would say 98% of our Medigap plans are plan G. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and prior to that, they were plan F. So exactly. You know, exactly. So. Yeah. Um, okay. So there's a premium for Part B. The standard premium this year is $148.50. Right. So, but some people pay more. Yeah. So there is something called Irma, and she's not friendly. Um, so explain what that means and, and how that can affect people. Irma is an income-related monthly adjustment amount. And what that is, is people that have higher income, not net worth, but income, are going to pay more for Medicare. So how they determine what you're going to pay is this year, 2021, if you file for Medicare, they're going to look back at your 2019 taxes and they're going to look at your modified adjusted gross income and they're going to identify it and send you a letter saying, well, instead of paying $148.50, you're going to pay $504 a month because you made over $750,000 that year. Now, we always tell people because we're dealing with a lot of people retiring. So let's say that that was a business owner. He really did make over 750. We work with them to say, okay, you're at 750 now, but you're going to start living on $200,000 a year. There's a form that people can send back that SS44 form. They send it back in. They just say, hey, I'm going to live off at 200,000. And then boom, they kind of get that rubber stamp from Social Security saying, okay, you're not 504. You're now 207, whatever your level's going right. to be. But there are six levels, you know, um, in there. So you have to watch that. It is super confusing, Judy. Um, but we work with a lot of financial planners too. And I'm always trying to get them to kind of to talk about Irma when people are 63 and 64 
because how they structure things like a Roth conversion or an annuity or all that kind of stuff that's their job, you know, that can really affect people's income. And they don't know. I don't know about your office, but when we talked about people, it's like, you know, okay, do you know how much Medicare is going to cost you? Every single one of them say no. And I don't care yeah. how much money they make. You can have someone with $10 million of annual income. And they say, I have no idea. Yeah. And they think it's free or highly subsidized and they're shocked at the cost. Yep. Yep. No, so, I run into that as well. And, and, and to me, it's shocking that financial advisors are so ill-informed on this because it is a huge part of somebody's um, retirement planning. Yeah. So yes. why that is not addressed a little bit better is... We is, keep, we keep yeah. banging the door of that all. It's constant. Yeah. yeah your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So obviously anybody that's listening can tell that we could talk about Medicare for a long time, hours and hours, because there is just so much, so much complexity to it. But yeah. if there's a one thing you want the general public to take away about Medicare and Medicare planning, what would it be? You know, I would say the biggest thing, um, know why you are enrolling in Medicare. And that sounds really basic and silly, but it's not. If you're going to go enroll in Part B, confirm with, I don't care if it's five different agents, confirm that you need to do it. Right. You, you will really save yourself a lot of headache down the road if you don't, if you do know that right away. Whether you do or don't need it, I don't care which path you take, but no, we call them the just because people. Don't be that just because person. We use, and I said today, why did you enroll in Part A and B last year? Uh, just because, you know, they have no idea why they did it. Or my neighbor told me, just no, don't do that. So that's it. Just just know why you're enrolling in Part B. How about the yeah. limit to just that? Just know why you're enrolling in Part B in Medicare. I love it. That is such a great tip because again, just like just like you, we get that all the time. People are like, well, um, I guess I need to enroll in Medicare. I'm like, what? And they're like, well, same thing. Just because, or my neighbor said, I'm like, well, actually you don't. And here's why you don't have to. You can if you want to, but you don't have to. So let's talk about that. And they look at you like you have three heads. Yeah. They, they're not sure <laughs> if you're telling the truth. They're like, you mean I don't have to pay $148.50 for nothing? Right. No, you, you don't have to pay for it right now. Exactly. It's so funny. Not so, funny, but funny. I know. Okay. So um, I we will get off the Medicare horse for all <laughs> the rest of you. And we'll get to the fun stuff. So um <laughs> end of my podcast, I always end with my five burning questions that have nothing to do with insurance. So what is your absolute favorite food in the world and can you cook it? It is so funny. The only thing that popped into my head was an Ellis Teco burrito. It's a restaurant from my college town, half an hour away and they're burritos and I love it. And no, I can't cook it because they make it. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, a good answer then. Yeah. And I laughed. I was talking to my daughter and like, I make pesto. I'm like, yeah, I think the burrito still outranks the pesto so I can cook that pesto, but <laughs> I'll just say the but burrito, the, I can't cook but it. But the burrito is the winner. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's the one character trait you admire most in other people and why? I like honest people. I just, I hate liars. That's just what it comes down to is I hate people that lie. And, you know, that's a hard thing to gauge sometimes, but I, I appreciate honesty in others. Awesome. And uh, so if I flip the mirror on you, what's the character trait you most admire in yourself and why? I think probably perseverance to some degree, because I was told years ago that you can't do a Medicare agent virtually. You can't, you know, have people schedule on your calendar. It's like, go look at my calendar today. You know, you can't do this, you can't do that. Um, and we just did everything they said we couldn't do. So I think that's kind of just because we we just worked, you know, amongst a lot of things. So I just keep going. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't hear no. <laughs> well, you and you have to be really clear on what your priorities are, because I mean, again, 
I had somebody ask me yesterday, they're like, well, can you come to my house? I said, no, I'm sorry. That's not an go. option. Right. Like, that's that's not an option. We can do a phone call or we can do a Zoom call. Right, right, but, right. And that same thing. I'm like, here's my calendar. Pick a time that works for you. No is becoming easier for me. No yeah. has been hard for a long, long time, but it's becoming far easier for me. It's just no. Yeah. They, can't, they can't have me on the phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So um, if you could change one thing in the whole entire world, what would it be and why? You know, this will be uh, controversial to some degree, but I would get rid of Facebook probably, unfortunately. <laughs> you know? I was thinking, I mean, I love, I love, love, love it that I can see, you know, if an extended family member who's now having a baby boy, I wouldn't have seen that. I love that. I love it for my granddaughter, all that kind of stuff. But it's like, it's just me in the last couple of years watching it. And we have our Facebook thing. It's just, I exited some, some Facebook groups for agents recently. It's just like, it's just noise. It's negative. It's, um, it's just the world's becoming meaner on social media and I don't like it. Yeah. I don't see that in LinkedIn like I do on Facebook. So I just think there's so many positives, but it's getting to the, it's, my mind is just tilting to the negative now. And yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I, I get it. Okay. So what's your secret talent or something people would be surprised to learn about you? And this is the dumbest. So edging, I can edge walls. Like I can, the, I can paint. I, I've always been a really good painter. And then if I edge the wall, people are just blown away. Like, oh my gosh, you can do that. Like I don't tape, you know, just for painting. It's just really a dumb skill. That is actually a really valuable skill. <laughs> I know. And I just laugh. It's like, no, I don't use tape and stuff, but I can just edge. It's just kind of comical, but I couldn't think any other skill. I don't know. I have no idea. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'd be happy yeah. if I had that one. Okay. So who's the one person that you've connected with on LinkedIn or a podcast host that you'd really like to meet in real person, sit down, have a cup of coffee and just chat? Yeah. Well, you said follow also. So I do follow yep. Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. And it's just, I just think his stuff is stellar, you know, it I is. don't you know, just the core of what he's saying is just so great. And I would love to have a cup of coffee with him. And he has no filter. No, no, <laughs> no, none at all. And I can, it's okay. And it doesn't bother me. And some people get bothered by it and stuff. But I just think if you actually listen to what he's saying, you know, it's yeah, good, good stuff, yeah. really good stuff. So I just think he's really he's spot on with lots of things he talks about. Absolutely. So if there's anybody out there that wants to get in touch with you or your agency and learn more about Medicare, how would they best connect with you? The best thing, honestly, is email. Uh, if you can email, and I, I personally answer these ones, but it's info at gmedicareteam.com. You can do that. You can call the main line. Uh, Jack or Jesse answers customer service. It's 248-871-7756. And then the website, which is gmedicareteam.com. It's just a good landing spot for information. We also started, well, the podcast is the Transition to Medicare podcast. People can listen to that. And um, YouTube, we've got a, a ton of YouTube videos that my son does and produces, which is st just stellar because it 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 pre-trains and pre-makes people learn before they get to our doorstep too, which is nice. So That's amazing. I will leave the, that contact information in the comments for anybody that is interested. Thanks. Um, thank you, Joanne. This was thank very you, fun. Very and fun. Uh, until next week, everyone, have a great day. Thanks. <laughs>